Dan, welcome to Shout Out with Dan and Dan. My name is Dan, and alongside me, as per usual, my co-host Dan. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, thanks. Yourself? That's very good, thank you. And today's episode is brought to you by Glimsaws, the one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. Visit the showroom, and you'll be amazed by the range and quality of their products, as well as the great customer service led by Palsy. They're located at 24 to 28 Port Wakefield Road, Jeps Cross, open seven days a week. You might have seen them on Channel 10 recently as well. Yeah, I saw that they had a commercial there. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed in that. I thought uh, we were their one and only. Well, after uh, they uh, were so successful with us, they had to branch out, I guess. Yeah, that's true. And um, I think apparently from what I've heard, they've had a lot more business from uh, from the shout-out yeah. ads than they have on Channel 10. So. Although they've only been on Channel 10 for <laughs> well, a week. Yeah, well, a month, I think. So anyway, how's your week been, mate? Um, yeah, pretty good, thank you. Just uh, recovering from my... Uh, Mario Kart win on the weekend. So you won. I did. Congratulations. The, the Toad uh, sort of stayed with the rest of the pack for the first half of the tournament, but then uh, broke away in the last 24 tracks to, to win. So it was a great day. Congratulations. Um, also had a bit of a moment yesterday. Uh, I, working as a physio, was trying to um, show a patient um a few exercises and i um went down into like a lunge position to show like a hip flexor stretch yep and uh heard this uh massive rip and uh yep ripped a ripped my pants <laughs> i've done this um quite a few times so i've always got a bit of a story i just said oh lucky i've got a spare pair in the car did you no <laughs> um but yeah because of my um chunky thighs i do go through pants a fair bit um you got a history of this? I'm yeah. I'm also blessed with um yeah a fat ass, so it uh, it runs uh in the family. My brother's also he's also yeah. cursed with this as well. Yeah. So managed to um the academy brand chinos I've found um a have a bit stretch. of stretch to them. Yeah, nice. Um, they've they've helped, but you know some sometimes you just can't help. But they've I've, I've put holes through those. Just I think I went through two pairs in a week once um, wow. last year. It's nothing um, really worse than ripping your pants when you don't want them to be ripped. No, like, and, if, and, and it usually happens when you've got a meeting or something on straight after, so yeah. um, there's not much you can do about it. Out in it. town, it's okay, but for work, um, it's not a bit over, stressing. Not overly appropriate. I used, I used to go to uh, General Pants, shout out to Anthony Moriello for hooking me up with uh, some sweet, sweet discount. And uh, Ruben Lane. Yes. The great man works yep. there as well. Yep, he gives me some uh, nice stuff as well, but uh, you know, every six months, I'd say, yep, two jeans have ripped, need yep. to come back in. <laughs> Is that the life cycle of a pair of jeans for you? I think so. Two every six months. I don't wear them that often anymore just because of the fact that it was ripped. <laughs> Any good stories relating to ripping pants? I remember a good friend of mine, uh, Alex Kelly, who was mentioned on a previous podcast. He we were at a 21st, which had a jumping uh, castle, and he was in good, there. Good 21st. Yeah, going absolutely ham, and comes out with this shock look on his face and... Uh, the suit pants had split right down the middle. Oh, yeah. The suit pants. Suit so. pants are a bad one to have as well. Yeah. Because you can't really come back from there. Nah, there's no coming back. So, yeah, that, that wasn't ideal. So he, um, swift exit and uh, on his way home after that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's not the first time he would have left early. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've had a couple of other, I guess, clothing incidents. I uh, Going to work, I uh, used to, you know, go to the gym and then go straight to work, had a shower there. So I'd take my clothes with me and then go upstairs into the office. And one day I forgot my boots, my RMs. Yeah. 
So I had to spend the whole day wearing chinos and sand shoes around the office, which... A dad look. Jeez, they were comfy. Yeah. um, I said it was productive. What about like, you know, you you forget a sock, like, you know... Nightmare. Yeah. Just a very important piece of clothing. Yeah. Once I was accidentally back in our sports power days, I accidentally put on two different shoes on each foot. So I put one Nike shoe on and one Asics shoe on. And didn't realise till about two hours into the day. Jess Sinclair for North Melbourne used to play with one Reebok boot and one Nike, I think. Jess Sinclair, I haven't heard that name in a while. Good halfback flanker. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what about your week? Anything exciting happen there? Um, not really. I've been I've been getting into Big Brother. Yeah. Bit. So, yeah, I I think me and you are probably the only two watching it at the moment. It's a different concept. Should we discuss that? Yeah. So. I guess this year, they've instead of have spending a lot of time just watching the people in the house, it's more so they've gone along the survivor path, yeah. I think, more so. And, you know, there's a challenge and... You've got and, to try and fly under the radar and, and take vote, people out. Vote each other out, mm. whereas previously it was voted by the fans watching. So you'd try to be a good bloke in front of the cameras and everyone would try to keep you. But, yeah, it's a bit of a different concept. What do you think about it? Um... I think given our previous podcast that did the top five Big Brother moments, you probably have to say they had to change something. Well, um, yeah. Because things were happening that shouldn't be happening. I read that they have a um, policy where they have to sleep with their clothes on. Each person has to sleep in their own bed. So um, they're really trying to make it a family-friendly show, which is um, probably a good thing for ratings. Yep. Uh, I'm not not sure if it's the best direction for the show they're probably in a bit of in between stage of going through their old ways and going through the new ways yeah agreed i am pretty certain though that the final 3 get voted on by australia yeah final 2 is I it i think it's 2 okay yeah so at the end you decide but i do have some inside mail of who's in that top 3 but i can't tell the listeners really yeah Get on sports bet. Slide, slide into the DMs if you want to know. It's not you didn't get told by a friend of a friend's chef or something. Um, yeah, uh, similar. Yeah, I got some goss on Master Chef who won, and apparently that's uh, it hasn't turned out well. Um, so yeah, I think it's at the moment it's pretty. Uh, it's, it's not really played that fairly. You know, uh, we've recently seen house contestants leave, and then uh, Angela got allowed back in after she got voted out. Yeah, I feel like that was completely. They were just waiting for one of the good contestants to go because she was getting a lot of airtime. Because if I was Zoe, I'd be like, well, how come she got allowed back in? (laughs) Where's the secret room for me? Yeah, where's my secret room? Garth would be like, yeah. And I was a big Ian fan as well. Yeah, that was harsh. I I thought he was going to win. Everyone loved him. And they just, but that's the the problem with this show now is they go, oh, he's a good bloke. He's a threat. Let's get him out. Yeah, it's a bit like Survivor in that way. Yeah. So don't want to take someone to the end that you're not going to beat. People who are good at challenges, get him out. You know, it's. Yeah, it's interesting because um, I think one group has kept saying, "Oh, they're the alpha group. They're the big group. We have to keep taking them out." But they actually have a majority, so they just keep seeding the fact that they have the minority, but they actually have the majority. Yeah, I've noticed that they keep talking about the alpha group, and there's probably only four of them. <laughs> so they're really struggling. Yeah, you could you could quite easily get them out if you want to. So, um, so we're recording uh, in the end of June, start of July. Who do you think? Would be the winner by the time it wraps up, Gil. Uh, hoops. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably hoping Daniel Gorringe now that my man Ian's out. Goz. Yeah. So shout out to Goz if you want to come on the podcast, that'd be fantastic. He was a uh, Nord footballer that 
I played with in my junior days. Well, you should be able to get him on, shouldn't you? He actually reminds me a lot like uh, Dinner Time. Dins? Yeah. Do you get that at all? Shout out to Dins. Uh, Dins is probably funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah. Very very similar there. And I guess some people have also said um, Heath Kamane. Yeah, I, I very much see that. So yeah. shout out to Heath. I know he listens every week. Yeah. Have you got a prediction for the winner? Um, I think... I'm hoping probably Dan or Matt. I do like uh, Xavier, but I don't think oh, he yeah. has the uh, popularity to get him through to the end. Yeah, good looking, good looking bloke. Yeah, and I think he's like just a well-educated, smart dude. Yeah, well, yeah, a bit like us. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think he actually listens. So shout out to you, Xavier. Um, we'll get you on the show soon, mate. So waterfall. I wanted to put something past you. Uh, I'll give a bit of a shout out to a good friend of mine of the sh- and a big friend of the show as well, Carl White, his name is. So him and I have a Facebook group that we've had for years and we discuss inventions that we'd like to create. Okay. So th- there's a lot of uh, different inventions there. We haven't got around to, to making any of them. Why not? Uh, I'm pretty busy. Yeah. We're doing podcasting. <laughs> So uh, we, we do this, share these moments of enlightenment, so we never forget them. But I'd like to reveal a couple of them to the shout-out fans today. Oh, wow. That's um, big news to yeah, the listeners. Huge. So uh, please note that due to me saying them on here, that means that they are copyrighted. Of course. Uh, obviously. But the reason I am mentioning them uh, today is that I am, I am very busy and I don't have time to create them. So happy for someone else to invest their time and money and do it all and, and Carl and I will will obviously take the, the yeah. profits yeah that makes sense uh, so I wanted to run them past you first okay and the listeners and just I, I have some think. of my own as well we can get to them at the end absolutely yeah, yeah I'd love to hear them so the first the first one here is uh, one by Carl uh, fold up full length mirror so you take this traveling with you uh, quite often you want to look at yourself um, yeah. when you're traveling you're going out on the town uh, what do you think I think that's a really good idea. I think that would sell really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jackie's always complaining that the mirror's not big enough, like in terms of... bath. You probably don't have the bathroom one in a hotel or something. Yeah, you need um, the one from like foot to yeah, hair. So just folds up. Um, it'd be really hard to do it though. You need probably like a... You know how the car has that grey thing that you put on when it's hot? Oh, yeah. The yep. windscreen protector? <laughs> you well, need no. it to like be like an accordion sort of fold-out style, I think. Yeah. And you'd probably want it a little bit smaller than one of those as well. For travelling purposes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yep. okay. No, tick so, that one. That's a that's, that's a million-dollar idea. Yep. So, obviously, logistically, I'm, I'm not sure how to invent then, but that's for that's for others to sort out. Yep. Well, I'm just here with the ideas. Uh, this one was one of mine. Uh, a Christmas restaurant. So, all year round, just serves food that you usually only eat at Christmas. So, you know, Christmas Day, everyone's going, oh, how good is having a, you know, roast... Uh, turkey and ham and everything and all these sides and there's things you only drink at that time why don't they have a restaurant eggnog yeah (laughs) okay why don't they have a restaurant that just serves that food how often do you eat yeah just a a ham or a turkey i think it's got some merit i don't think it's as good as the first one (laughs) Um, don't don't judge it against the one before (laughs) I, i think some people really like that idea like christmas lunch is awesome um if you go to your like mum's side of the family and then your dad's side of the family, you really yeah. fill up like it's a really, yeah. really big day of eating. But um, I think you could probably go to a restaurant and order some of that stuff generally. I, I just haven't seen. I've never seen ham. Maybe ham, you, could, right? you could really sell it well with 
the theme, like have Santa Claus coming down a chimney. Yeah, exactly. And you get a present. Yeah. <laughs> so like a happy meal how it comes with a present. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So All right, I like it. Yep, another another good one. All right. This one here is uh so you you're wearing a shirt, it's got a crease in it, you're about to go into town. Oh no. You don't have an iron on you. Mm-hmm. You know when your phone gets really hot and turns off and turns off because it's too hot? Yeah. Well, this what it does, it's called the ironing app where your phone automatically goes really hot and you can use that that heat to mm-hmm. to get the creases out of your yeah. shirt anywhere. I think it's a really good idea. <laughs> I think for the purposes of creation, you'd probably just make it a cover. A cover okay. that inserts into the bottom bit and okay. heats up that way cuz you don't want your phone getting hot. But it gets hot anyway. Does yeah, it, but then it, it stops working. It? I, th- I think so. Well, if it only stops working for that time that you're ironing it. Another good idea. Yeah. Whose who's was that? That was mine. Yeah. Uh, I've got. We've got a lot, so we'll probably drip feed these every every few episodes, maybe, because yeah. we don't want to bombard everyone um, with everything. But uh, this last one I've got here, I don't know where I can make money out of it, but it's more of a concept. Okay. So, and it's probably for back when, the day when we used to go out to town. So not not so much anymore. So this was back when I, you know, twenty one. Essentially, you'd go to a mate's house, and you'd you'd have a you'd you need you'd be wearing clothes, and then you'd also want to bring your kit that you were going to wear into town, another set of clothes, and then you had to go back to your mate's house the next day to pick up the first pair of clothes yeah. again. And sometimes you never get around to picking it up. Yep. You lose it, something like that. So the concept. Uh, is called disclothables, so dis- disposable clothes. So, uh. so, so what you do, you've got your town kit that you're going to wear later. You have that with you. And what you do, you wear clothes to your mate's house, which you find in your wardrobe that you just don't want anymore. Yep. So you just wear some crap clothes that you've just been lying there for years. You mm-hmm. don't want them anymore. Wear them to your friend's house. Let them have it. Wear your town kit and then you never go get it and it's stuck at your mate's house. Chuck it in a recycling bin or something. Yep, just throw it in the bin after. So you're, yeah. Yeah, it's good idea. I mean, you're just going at old clothes then really. You're not really bringing a new concept in. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's just an idea. <laughs> so it's just saving people from losing their their clothes and yeah. having to go no, that's good. Go, get, go get their clothes. So If I was going to go out to town now, though, I'd probably go to one place and one place only. What do you mean? You know how you said we don't go out to town very much anymore? Oh, yeah. Where would we go? Loverboy. That's it. Yes, of course we would. So uh, great nightclub and, and welcome back after the COVID restrictions. I believe they're back better than ever. So, uh, so. Hindley Street for those that want to have a good night. Yeah, get into it. So that's there's some of my inventions. Have you you've got a couple or...? Um, just a couple of quick ones. I haven't had as much thought of your as yours. Uh, this is obviously. Um, I've had food poisoning a couple of times, and I think it's because food that I've um had been heated up had gotten cold, and I've eaten it, and I've just got not much trust in if food's okay to eat after it's been served. Yep. I'm There's always, always you never know. Exactly. Yeah. So I want someone to come up with uh, like something that you scan scan the barcode, or maybe you would write um, the food into an app, and it would tell you whether it's still okay to eat, like when you made it, when you bought it, that sort of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, I like that. And it's, it's things like um, milk or something like that, you open it and you're not sure whether it's it's any good. Yeah. That and would. Whilst it gives you a bit of a guide on the thing, I think you can. There's, there's use by, which you mean yeah. use by, but then there's best before when you're like, well, it's yeah, and I'm, I'm right with it's not if it's past its best. And then other 
things, say, say like your almond milks or soy milks, um, you know, they, they can sit in the shelf for mm. months. And then when it says after opening, use within three to four days or something. Yeah. So yeah. I, well, think, I that's think you can stretch it a little bit. So that idea we might see if someone can do something with. Yeah, does someone mind doing that? Thank you. Uh, I like the idea that everyone's had that if my phone runs out of battery, I could use your phone, plug yeah. it in and take some of your battery. Yeah. And on that note, I think batteries that never run out would also be good. Yep. Like, you know, batteries in the remote that never run out? I uh, there's a, I have a theory that, you know, yeah, batteries are made to break to keep buying them. Yeah. So apparently there is a light bulb that's been invented that can be used forever, but that would take the light bulbs out of, you know, being able to purchase. Don't take tell them out the, of the uh, game. Yeah, so keep the... Don't tell Thomas Edison. Don't tell <laughs> the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, so that they're, they're designed to, to run out and stop working, so you keep buying them. Um. Let's go to two more. I've got a few more. But one app that combines all the other news feeds that you have. So an app that combines your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So you don't have to keep clicking into <laughs> Jesus, you're lazy. And then I reckon just uh, shoes that make you dance better. Okay. It's not all in the feet though, is it? But if, <laughs> if you come up with a way to make your shoes make you a better dancer, I'd buy them. Absolutely. I'm a terrible dancer. I'm not, but... <laughs> so this is not for you. You don't need no. it. No. <laughs> um, I've got some other ones as well, probably more physio-related, but... We'll bring back this segment, yeah. Inventions, okay. as well. So. And maybe uh, if anyone has any they want to share and let us copyright. Yeah, send them in. Yeah. Yep. Yep, we're happy to invest. Or we'll get someone else to invest, so... But I think um, the uh, fold-up mirror takes the cake. Yep, so shout-out to Carl White, great yep. friend of the show. He uh, That's one of his, so very well done. And now a word from our sponsor. Oh, wow, Hoops. Nice deck, mate. What's that waterfall? I said nice deck. What? Oh, sorry. I was practicing my New Zealand accent. I mean, nice deck. Oh, deck. Yeah, just had it installed by Elliott Constructions. Oh, they've done a great job. What else do they do? Houses, pergolas, decks. You name it. For all your carpentry needs, it's got to be Elliott Constructions. Yeah, agreed. I'll give them a call today. What was that again? Elliot Constructions. You ever had to uh, pick up your car from someone's house? Many a time, yep. Uh, similar to your disclosables idea. Yeah. Picking up your car from someone's house the next day is a shit task. That is a pain. If there was a if there was an invention that could be created to have to get rid of that chore, I'd, I'd love to hear it. They try to do that like um, drive a... Yeah. Dial a driver. Yeah, he drives your car home. It's really expensive, I think. Yeah, okay. So we had the um, the Mario Kart tournament on the weekend. Yep. And it is currently Thursday. <laughs> so that was on Saturday. Saturday. Yep. Still waiting for one of the members to come and uh, pick up their car. Do you want to name that member? or <laughs> Murph. Nick Murphy. <laughs> Bright. Fan, fan of the show. Bright red Commodore or Falcon. <laughs> Just sitting at the front of the house, so that's um. That's an eyesore. That's four days, so that's a, a pretty handy effort. Do you reckon you would have ever beaten this? Not that long, I don't reckon. That's yeah, a few days here or there, but I don't think I've ever gone that long. There was the um infamous story about Dusty Martin uh, this year after Richmond won the grand final. That's right. After the grand final, he left his car at the MCG, I think, for three months till pre-season training started uh, again. Might be a bit of May on that, but I think he certainly was in the United States or 
he was in Vegas or something with his car was still at the MCG. Yeah, yeah. So that's, didn't need it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one similar at the footy club we play at. Yep. Uh, so I think we might have just got knocked out or maybe we lost to Granny or maybe won the grand final. Who knows? But um, we had a big big night at the Campbelltown uh, old club rooms. Shout yep. out to them. Yes, shout out. Good nights there. Um, so big night there. And then I think it got to Tuesday night. So three days later, Paul Fantasia, shout out to him. Shout out Paulsy, one of the sponsors. I don't know what car it was. It wasn't a very... Yeah, it was. It's certainly not his current car. Uh, like uh, similar to Murphs, I think, like an old Commodore or something. Um, and he went to go get it on the Tuesday night, and all of us, <laughs> he just couldn't find it. The car was gone. The car wasn't there anymore. <laughs> so there's a post on like the the Rocks page. Has anyone seen my car? <laughs> dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? So that was on a Tuesday night and I think it got to Thursday morning or maybe Thursday afternoon and he finally put up a post on the page saying that um, the police located his car or maybe he located his car in a um, nearby suburb in someone's, on the street I think it was. On the street, so absolutely not even close to where he parked it. How far away would this be? I think it would be a kilometre or so away from the footy club. <laughs> so, uh, was it him or no? He... No. So there's a great mystery. Still um, to this day, we don't know who moved, moved it. Or yeah, how it got there. Um, whether or not someone got in there and, and drove it somewhere and left it, but nothing was stolen. Nothing was stolen. It was just in a different place to where he left it. Jesus. Uh, I have my theories as to who who did it. Do you want to throw out some names? Uh, I think at that time, um, Daniel Bell was really up to no good. Yeah. He, was. he went through a patch with... Um, who did he have that big night with? Oh, um, Horny. <laughs> Horny and, Horny and uh, Belly, shout out to them. They probably did something or uh, maybe Auto or maybe Frank Shillington. That's something that they, those guys would do back in those days. Yep. That was How long ago do you reckon that was? About five years ago? Twenty. 2014, 2015, I think. Yeah, okay, so still naughty at that time, but yeah. So the mystery is still not solved to this day. So how about, yeah, we get slide into the DMs if you've got any more theories or we'd love them to come forward. Come forward. Well. Yeah. Just, um, we're not going to dob you in. Yeah, no, we won't We won't tell anyone. That's a, um, that's a great story. So Murph, um, if you're get... listening, come get your car. Names are starting to ask questions. And now a word from our sponsor. Oh, waterfall. Nice front yard. Thanks, Hoops. Yeah, got it done last November. Shit, who did that? Oh, the blokes from O'Malley Outdoor Creations. They came out, got rid of all the shit that was there, and uh, put some lawn down, put a hedge down. It's beautiful. I love what I see. Bloody hell, I might give them a call. How do I get in touch with them? Well, I reckon they've uh, got an Instagram page, Facebook page, and uh, you could probably have a look on the website as well. Brilliant. I'm going to get in touch with them today. Good idea. So, Waterfall, what have you seen in the news this week? Um, what's really has sparked my attention is the uh, tennis tournament that Novak Djokovic has um, created in which uh, there's been a bit of a fallout from a lot of the uh, players that uh, participated in the tournament as well as their wives, as well as People that attended have um, come down with coronavirus. Ouch. So 
I think Novak Djokovic had um, a good heart and mind when he tried to create this tournament. Uh, it's called the Adria Tournament, and it was uh, supposed to be for charity, but I think he really just went way too early with trying to get a tournament uh, in Europe going with what's going on with the coronavirus. What do you think? Uh, yeah, poor form for mine. We've, we've seen some spikes in, in Victoria and things like that at the moment. So probably not the best time to be starting tennis tournaments. And I, I've seen some of the footage uh, from post-tournament where he's at the nightclub, got his shirt off, yeah. they're all arm in arm, just celebrating. Yeah, pretty much everyone who was at the tournament got the coronavirus, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so it's a bad look. Um, players, you know, posing for photos, um, you know, not obeying the... Uh, proper social distancing and you know like you said uh, dancing at the nightclubs it didn't really set a good example and i know, you know um kyrgios has had a bit of a go at him yeah kyrgios has said you know anything i've ever done just now doesn't count <laughs> um andy roddick said apparently there's a, a pandemic going on um <laughs> yep. it's probably a, b- a bad look for novak Djokovic, who was really crying out to be more popular than roger federer and rafa nadal and he never will be um <laughs> Shout out to Novak if you're listening. You'll never be as cool as uh, as Fed and Nadal. Yeah, well, it's just a, a bit of bad taste. Like you know, I'm got some money, I've got some fame. Let's just not worry about what everyone else is doing in the world and just do what we want to do. Yeah, right. But, but I'm a big tennis fan. Yeah. And did you watch the tournament? No, but I think the listeners may know that I did have a little side project going for a while. Uh, what was that? Genius tennis tips. Ah, that's it. Join the Australian Open. Uh, it it did branch out to the um, clay season and grass season. Never really had to go at the US Open though, because um, the form leading into the US Open is always a lot harder to read. So of course. So did you have, what, talk me through the concept here? Was it, was um, it a betting thing? Was it? Yeah. So uh, I went to the Australian Open uh, every year for about eight or nine years, and then one year I went. Um, a good friend of mine, Damo Moyle, shout out to him, the trainer of uh, City Beats. He asked, you know, do you have any bets going? And I said, oh, well, I think all these eight players will win. So he put, I don't know, 100 bucks on it, ended up winning two grand or something like that because he put a multi of them together. Ah, okay, yeah. And he's like, oh, mate, you know, your stuff, like, what about tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, well, I think these blokes will win. And sure enough, he won a bit more money. So he's like, you so, know your stuff. And uh, I was like, yeah, well, I've had a bit of luck here, but I think I know my stuff. So then I um, created my own Facebook page, didn't ask anyone to sign up, but I posted tips for the remainder of the tournaments that year in the French Open and the Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. Didn't get one right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember following those, actually, and um, yeah, thanks for making me lose all that money. Yes, that. Uh, so genius tennis tips. Um, I can get back going if people want to um, hear it. The success rate isn't great, but um, you know, it's not always about money. Bring it back, I reckon, yeah. Well, if you'd ask Damo again about 2020 Australian Open season, he'd be very happy. So 2020. Get it. What about you? What are you saying in the news, mate? I saw that, yeah, along the sports uh, lines again, that the Queen uh, is is going to miss the Royal Ascot. Oh, right. races for the uh, the first time during her reign. Okay. Which is... Uh, she loves the races. She's a big racing fan. I know she, um, she's she got her own horse as well that she gets out there and, and rides around. So, so she... Um couldn't get there because of health, or what's the reason? Do you know? Due to coronavirus, ah, right, I believe they're just not having crowds. But um, funny, we speak about the Queen. Uh, me and a friend of mine, um, once again, Damien. <laughs> shout oh, right. out to him. He's getting a, a lot of shout outs here. We've had a bet going for probably five or six years now. 
Okay. So it 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 may sound in in slight poor taste, but you know it's it's yeah. Regardless, essentially the bet is who is going to pass away first, the Queen or David Attenborough. <laughs> so <laughs> we put this bet on. I think uh, yeah, five or six years ago okay. when they were both ninety. And now they're both, I think, about 96. So they're the same age. Exactly the same age. Right, okay. So the bet is essentially take the other guy out for a, a very fancy dinner. and Do we, you know what the health of both the, are like at the moment? We, we check it up quite regularly and they're both doing fine. Uh, the Queen was, yeah, on her horse the other day. David Attenborough has been um, doing Zoom classes um, okay. with people. Uh, to you know, teach her more about animals and things like that. So obviously, the queen's got a lot more wealth. You'd think in trying to keep her going for longer. I dare say that she'd have a very good medical team. But um, surrounding David him. Attenborough has got the um, he's got the education of what the animal world does. Uh, yeah. Does that help? I think so. Like he can see what the um the predators do in the wild, and he can, he might take her out for you. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah, keep, we'll keep keep an eye on that one. Uh, it. We thought it would be over by now, but they're both having brilliant innings. So I think the Queen. We do not. You think the Queen will go first? No, I think the Queen will live longer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that doesn't help my my um, bet. Prin- so. Prince Philip will probably go down soon. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's a goner <laughs> if he hasn't already. But when um, so Prince Charles got coronavirus. Oh and then, right. So then I was like, oh, uh oh, Queen. Yeah. But um, yeah, she didn't. She didn't get it. So. Yeah, game on. We we don't wish um, poor health on on either of them. So, um, but yeah, long live the bet, I guess. So. Yeah, exactly. No, that's um, you know, bit of bit of poor taste there, but we'll get by. Yeah. So yeah, keep an eye on that one. And uh, lastly, in the news, well, this is flashback from 1992. I saw it came up on TV the other day. Billy Brownless from uh, the footy show fame, former Geelong footy player on the uh, Triple M Rush Hour with JB, once kicked a footy over a silo. Yes. How big do you think a silo is? Um, It would have to be around 100 metres high, I reckon. Jesus Christ. Maybe not. Yeah. 100 metres high. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe 30 to 50 metres yeah, high. That's probably a bit closer, so... How far? How how big do you think you've ever kicked a footy? What's the longest? Do you reckon think you could do the solo? Um, I could probably get height, but maybe not height and penetration. Yeah, because it's got a bit of width to the solo as well. So. Yeah, so I could definitely get the height of the solo, I think, but I don't think I could get it over. Um, what about you? Uh yeah, I can hardly kick it thirty <laughs> meters to be honest. But uh, my friends and I have had um have been discussing for probably ten years now, um. You know the the toll gate where you st- you go up, about to go up the freeway um, in Adelaide. In Adelaide, yep. So there's uh, where Crossroad and Portrush Road meet. Um, where where that is, we've always discussed. Do you think you could kick it across the toll gate a footy? Okay. So, so could you kick from I think essentially Portrush to Crossroad with a footy? I don't reckon that's that far. How far do you think it is? Well, when you look at it. Every time I see it, I go, oh, I could, I couldn't. I've changed my mind 50 times. But it's probably about, you know, when you think about how many lanes go up to the freeway, either side coming out of it, yeah. it's probably almost 10 lanes. What about, um, do you think that's the biggest distance of the um, intersection? Like what about from the freeway to Glen Osmond Road or freeway to Portrush Road? Uh, you can't really do freeway to Portrush because it's going to the right. Yeah, okay. But 
I think I think cross to port rush is probably the biggest length wise. Um, I, I think I could do it. We might have to we might have to do it. Well, obviously, stay safe, but we might have to try this out well, at some stage just to finally put an end to this uh, argument. Do you have any hookups in the sort of traffic department? <laughs> 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 no, but I think there might, there must be a couple in the, one of the shout out fans. So let us know um, if we'll, you've got some traffic connections. We might have to stop traffic for a little bit just to to test our theory, have a few kicks. It sounds like a good idea. I think I could do it. What's uh, the new South Road underpass? Um, that is a massive intersection as well, where you're going um, Port Road and there's South Road goes underneath. Next time you're driving there, have a look at the size of that and and see whether you think you can kick a footy across it. And then. Do you reckon that's bigger than the toll gate? Uh, pretty close. Okay. But, you know, the South Road ones are manufactured. They've, you know, the, you know, that's only recent. They would have only put that in because of that question. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I think, yeah, you want to try the, the, the toll gate. That's the one we've been wondering for years. So. And can the council workers hurry up and finish? <laughs> They're not in a rush, are they? Jesus. What's the deal with roadworks? I mean, if the road works, why can't we use it? <laughs> And for our next segment, ask the audience. What's my lifelines again? 50-50, phone a friend, or ask the audience. I want to ask the audience. Okay, so we sent out uh, an Instagram post during the week to ask the audience, who do we think is inside the cash cow? I loved it. Yeah, so this this is a mystery that has been going on for years, and and no one no one knows until now. We are revealing it, so we know it today. Channel Seven are trying to to, uh, to get us to to close our mouths, but we we refuse here at the shout out. We need to let the people know. So we had a few people send them in. Uh, Honorable mentions to my cousin Henry. He uh, thought it's Koshi's brother. Koshi doesn't have, actually have a brother. Okay, so probably not. <laughs> we probably cancel that one out. Uh, my brother Scott. He said maybe Toady. From Neighbours. Okay. Although he is on Channel 10 and probably contracted to 10. And he probably wouldn't reprise the role of Toadie within the... <laughs> yeah. Um, we had Lucy McKenna came in with Connor McKenna. So the, uh, uh, the Essendon footballer with the, who was tested positive for coronavirus. Her cousin as well, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, maybe she knows, but uh, who knows. Um, yeah. We have one from Bruce, or also known as Tim Lewis. I think from, he prefers Bruce. Yeah, I think he's... Uh, much prefers Bruce. Uh, he said Dickie Wilkins from the... T- that that was close. Very close. Yeah. So, T-Mac, do you want to let us know uh, number three? Uh, number three was uh, given to us by Tulio. He actually gave us about four options. <laughs> <laughs> but we've gone with um, his th- uh, guess of Rob Schneider. Because <laughs> Rob Schneider hasn't been up to much lately and he could have actually been in the uh, cash cow for a while, but I don't think it is... Ever since, uh, yeah, I guess all these hit movies that you mentioned on one of the previous podcasts, he's been a bit uh, bit lost for things to do. So. I did see a peak on Netflix in terms of people watching Rob Schneider after that episode dropped, though. You're kidding? Yeah. A few of his, uh, a few of his best movies. Which, which one which um, of his movies did he watch, do you reckon? A lot of people were watching um, Juice Bigelow. Yeah. What a classic. <laughs> the yeah. second one, European Bigelow, actually. Yeah. So, uh, at number two, from Anthony Medhurst, we had... Aristos, the surprise chef. Do you know who Aristos is, no, D-Mac? No, Aristos. So there used to be a show called The Surprise Chef probably 15 years ago where this creepy Greek guy would walk through the supermarket and walk up to people and look in their trolleys and go, 
what you've got in your trolley right now, I'll go home and make you dinner with that, with what's in there. <laughs> and the first segment would probably take about 10 minutes because everyone's going, can you fuck off, mate? <laughs> get, get out of my trolley. So, um, but then finally someone would say, yep, come make me dinner. Um, and Was and, it on Channel 7? Yes, I believe so. Okay, so it yep. could have been Aristos. Well, yeah, he, I haven't seen him for 15 years and the cash cow has been around for about that. So, you know... He, there was a famous episode where they had a bottle of coke in their in their trolley, and he made he made dinner with with a bottle of coke as well. So, shout out to Ristos if you're inside the cash cow. I don't think you are because we do, we do have another winner. So, okay. Uh, at number one, DMAC. Um, well, we've got four different uh, listeners that have given this as an option. Three, I'm told. Sorry, producers just yelled out three. Um, <laughs> So, Tarks, uh, Scooter Gilbert, and Sam Moton. Yes. Motown, shout out. They've all told us that is, they, and they are correct, it is in fact Mike Whitney that is the cash cow. <laughs> Mike Whitney from Who Dares Wins, who got a, who got a mentioned uh, a few episodes back, actually. So, he, yeah, we, um, we checked in with our sources at Channel 7. It turns out it is Mike Whitney. So, well done to those. Well done. Uh, Tarks actually mentioned that it's, it's also Ernie Dingo and they rotate between Mike Whitney and Ernie. My sources tell me that's not correct. Okay, so we can confirm that now. So thank you for all the uh, all the input there. So I'm really glad we finally got to the bottom of that. He probably can take the uh, costume off now. <laughs> he was an um, Australian cricket player? Correct, yeah. And then, yeah, went on to host uh, Who Dares Wins. So he got more popular as he... With Tanya Zayeda. <laughs> yep. So, Good stuff. Absolutely brilliant show. So... Yes, thank you very much for that. And uh, that is Ask the Audience. All right, and now it's time for... Impersonation of the Week. This week's impersonation comes from the hit movie from 2003, Love Actually. Have you seen this one before, Waterfall? Yeah, great film. Absolutely brilliant. Big uh, Hugh Grant fan, is he in it? He is, yeah. yeah. He's the uh, the prime minister. Yeah. Uh, so yes, one of my all time favourites. Uh, this monologue that I'll be doing today does have spoilers in it. Um, so for all those playing at home, if you haven't seen the movie, pause the podcast and go watch the movie, and then resume the podcast as it was released in two thousand three. If you haven't seen it by now, um, we're probably not going to wait for you. There's going to be a few spoilers. So Fair enough. It is on TV pretty much every month as well. So. Um, <laughs> Now, the scene I'll be impersonating uh, is the scene when Harry, played by Alan Rickman, the actor well-known for playing Snape in Harry Potter, is confronted by his wife, Karen, played by Emma Thompson, who, funnily enough, was also in Harry Potter um, as Professor Sybil Trelawney. Never seen it. You're kidding? No. We'll get to that another time. (laughs) Uh, She's discovered that Harry has cheated on her with his younger colleague and purchased her a gold necklace. Uh, it's a very emotional scene, and yeah. we'll play it for everyone right now. Tell me, if you were in my position, what would you do? What position is that? Imagine your husband bought a gold necklace and come Christmas gave it to somebody else. Oh, God. Would you wait around to find Good out night. if it... No, 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 have Christmas. Would you wait around to find out if it's just a necklace or if it's sex and a necklace, or if worst of all, it's a necklace and love. Would you stay, knowing life would always be a little bit worse? Or would you cut and run? God. 
I am so in the wrong. A classic fool. Yes, but you've also made a fool out of me. You've made the life I lead foolish too. Darling! And now here's my impersonation of that famous monologue. Tell me, if you're in my position, what would you do? What position is that? Imagine your husband bought a gold necklace and, come Christmas, gave it to someone else. Would you wait around to find out if it was just a necklace? Or if it's sex and a necklace? Or if, worst of all, it's necklace and love? Would you stay? Knowing life would be that, always be that little bit worse? Or would you cut and run? Oh, God. I'm so in the wrong. A classic fool. Yes, but now you've also made a fool out of me. And you've made the life I lead foolish too. Darling! So, what are your thoughts? Best one yet. You reckon? That was really good. That is probably by... By one decent one that I think I actually am good at, whereas all the others I know I'm absolutely garbage. But he sounds a lot like Snape. <laughs> funny, funny that. So, thank you, everyone. There's uh, this week's impersonation of the week. Now it's time for it's D Max Top Five. Okay, so. Uh... Another top five that was uh, given the listeners a chance to choose uh, what we were going to do. So we had the two options of Australian TV commercials or... Um, Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. Adelaide-based myths. Um, right. I didn't specify that ah. it was Adelaide-based. Ah. So uh, it was sort of neck and neck the whole time. Um, 48% one way, 52 the other, 50-50. How many people are voting for these? Um, so this one has had uh, 100, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, 100, 218. Wow. 218. So a bit lower than usual, but that's all right. Um, so I sort of pulled the pin on it at a, at 200 or whatever um, got to 100 first. I said that was the winner. Yep. So myths actually got to 100 first, even though since that's happened, TV commercials have taken over. A late comeback, a little Stephen Bradbury by the... By TV commercials, but yeah. we're going to go with myths today because I needed to prepare and... Um, yeah, so we're going with top five Adelaide-related myths. Sorry to Nick Dinham um, for not doing the room quotes. We'll get again. there. Yeah, but we're, they're coming. Um, so basically, I think the greatest myth of all is Adelaide or South Australia is the Myrtle, murder capital of the world... I thought um, it was the city of churches. Yeah, another big myth there I didn't look at. But um, I don't think, uh, if you look at the Bureau of Statistics, we aren't actually um, the murder capital of the world. In fact, Northern Territory has a higher rate of murder per capita than South Australia, but we're just really well known for the Snowtown, the yeah. Truro, the um, family murders. So Yeah, um, all the good ones. But that, that doesn't start off. That's just a really a big myth that is need to be debunked because... We're not. This isn't Mythbusters. <laughs> Honourable mentions. Number one, uh, the Nullarbor nymph. So in 1971 to 1972, there was a thought that there was a naked woman living amongst the kangaroos along the Nullarbor plain. Right. Incorrect. Um, Busted. The Port Adelaide Witch's House. 
Have you heard of this one? No. I do think this could be true. So I don't want to talk about it too much. But apparently there's a lady just off Port Road that works for the bikies and um, don't want to go into details there, but she throws cats at people and stuff like that. (laughs) Not the dancing termite from Goodwood Road, is it? (laughs) That's not a myth. And and the last uh, honourable mention is the Adelaide Arcade. Um, It's actually thought that it is haunted. Um, Right. There's uh, video evidence apparently uh, from this. Apparently, Francis Clooney, a caretaker in 1887, died in a generator incident and his ghost um, moves about there. Any relation to George Clooney? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Different spelling, but probably. Yep. Um, and apparently, it's a friendly ghost. Okay. So, that doesn't make the top five, but that's, um, that's worth knowing. Uh, I do like this one. Number five, Adelaide's Secret Tunnel Network. Right. You got any idea about this? Uh, I've got. I've, I've heard about one tunnel network, which I'm not sure if it's this one. Um, so there's apparently tunnels um, constructed under the Adelaide CBD. Right. Uh, there's a couple of theories that they were built because, like Cooper Pedy, people couldn't survive the Adelaide heat, so they built underground. Right. Incorrect, I think. Um, a bit ridiculous, but another theory is that Adelaide was planned um, as a city to repel enemy fire. So um, if there was ever a war, they would have, um, you know, people would come across the parklands and you'd have time to sort of exterminate them. Right. And, uh, you know, if you were ever defeated, there'd be another city underneath the current city. Right. Would you, would you want to live under, <laughs> under, underground or be like Cooper Petey? But I think there actually is some tunnels under, under Adelaide. I heard that the, the butcher, you know, the, the glass that um, people drink, a butcher of beer yeah. you can have, was invented because there's a there's a tunnel under HQ, where HQ used to be okay. on um, West Terrace and butchers used to, <laughs> there used to be, yeah, the butchers or would go under the tunnels and then go into HQ, have a, have a quick butcher ah. of beer and then and then go back to work. So Okay, maybe that's part of the, um, the think, secret tunnel network. I think Lucas Weeks told me that one, so shout out to him. Uh, number four. Razor blades on the water slides at Magic Mountain. Ooh. Remember that? I remember Magic Mountain. I don't remember the, the razor blades. I remember this one. It used to frighten the hell out of me. Uh, so it's probably why Magic Mountain lost all its money and went also, bankrupt. Also because it looked like a giant shit. <laughs> but apparently uh, a group of no good teenagers uh, you know, camped out overnight when it closed up and then went on the water slide with some chewing gum and put razor blades on. I don't know. I think Mr. Mac told me that. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Mac. <laughs> My year five and six teacher. Right. So do we know, if, is this a myth or did that shit happen? Um, yeah. I don't think I have to prove if it happened or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just a myth. Okay. Okay. So you could potentially just make up a whole heap of things here. Oh, no, but that, that was actually a myth though. Oh, okay. A lot of people would know about that. Do you remember Dazzle Land in, in the Maya Centre? Yeah, that had a roller coaster. Yeah. On the sixth floor. Yeah. Bring that back. Yeah, I did like roller coasters. Nothing's, I do, I do nothing's like happened on those upper floors ever since. It is a bit strange. Maybe there's a ghost. Could be haunted. The guy from the one from Adelaide Arcade goes there every now and then. Um, Clooney. <laughs> yep. Uh, number three, uh, that the Adelaide Aquatic Centre ten metre diving board was closed down for a very long period <laughs> because someone belly flopped off the ten metre diving board and their um. Their stomach opened and guts went everywhere. I think everyone's heard this one every time you go to the aquatic centre. 
and a friend of mine, Sammy Fossil Newman. Yeah. Used to claim that it was him. Okay. Well, so there's actually a um a Western suburbs of Adelaide version of this. Uh, I think they had that someone did a belly flop off the Glenelg jetty, and then when he got back up, he went to his sister and said, "Oh, my stomach really hurts." And then she unzipped his wetsuit, <laughs> and all his stomach guts came out. That's actually true. Yeah. yeah. So that one's actually true. Yeah. Um, the last two are a bit more uh, questionable. But I did hear this in uh, when I was at high school from Dylan Edwards. Uh, shout out to Dill. He told me that the Michael Perry Reserve was actually haunted. Near Stonyfell? Yeah. Did you ever I've, hear I've about that? I've heard that. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I remember that as a kid and I did some reading, uh, research into it and it's actually known as Schneider's Alley. <laughs> not Rob. <laughs> a Rob Schneider Alley would not be haunted. It would be full of laughs. Um, yeah. So this is... Uh, It claims that Dr. Schneider uh, lived in the Clifton Manor in Stonyfell in the early 1900s. He went crazy after the death uh, of his wife and child. He set up a hut in the forest and conducted horrible experiments on people. What kind of experiments? Well, Dylan Edwards used to tell me that he had like a dentist chair and he would just, you know, rip teeth out and do that sort of stuff. Jesus. Um, So I was always pretty scared going through Michael Perry Reserve at night. Um... Because apparently, yeah, the whole area is haunted by ghosts of the people that he killed. Steer clear. So this gained traction in 2011 after a YouTube video, but Dylan Edwards told me this much before 2011. Okay. So I think there is some truth to the matter here. Okay. Um, Number one. Here we go. The Nullarbor UFO. <laughs> what? Uh, January 20, 1988. A traumatized family were family were allegedly lifted off the ground by aliens when driving along the remote Nullarbor Plain. This great, this got heaps of news. This is like the biggest myth in Adelaide history. I've never heard it. Apparently, a large glowing object tormented the Knowles family for about ninety minutes, and at one point lifted them off the ground for about five minutes. <laughs> what? Who who saw this? Uh, well, there was four in the family. I think it was. Um, Noel's Mr. and Noel's Mrs. and their two adult sons. Shannon. <laughs> the family, you've got to lift. <laughs> you got to lift. You got to lift. And sometimes, that's how it is. I know you're stronger, stronger than this. You've got to lift. <laughs> Um, the family eventually made it to Sejuna and reported the bizarre events to police who took the matter seriously after they saw the state that the car was in. Wow, okay. So, um, Did they I, ever find the perpetrator? No, and there is um, there's some YouTube videos of the Knowles family talking about the incident, so we'll, we'll play one of those now. And so when it got... You kept driving, approaching it. No, did it veer over your top of your what? I was, <clears throat> I was driving. You were driving, Sean? Mm-hmm. And did it, you drive straight at it? Did it sw- leap over you or what? Ah, uh, no. I had to put my foot down because it was chasing us. Well, did it get behind you somehow then? What it was, it was a fair hike back before it even jumped on the roof. Like you explain this, like it was a fair distance back. And the next second it was on the roof. Did you hear a clunking noise when it got on the roof? Yes, we did. But I've got a 
you know, I, do you think that there's other life form out there? There has to be, doesn't there? Yeah, definitely. Probably don't have time to cover it today. Top five aliens we'll probably go through one day. Uh, Marvin the Martian, but um, yeah. Don't, I, don't give away. <laughs> okay, I, so that's, wow. I've never heard that story, but. Yeah, it's kind of uh, fascinating, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. So, DMAC, thank you very much for another riveting top five. Thanks, Hoops. Okay, that brings an end to this week's podcast. Thank you very much for joining me, Waterfall. Would you like to give a shout-out to anyone? Um, I owe a shout-out to Alex Spinner. Um, at the retire, uh, at the recording of this, he will be having a birthday um, and he's also leading the North Adelaide uh, Football Club uh, to league team for the first time. He's the captain, so... Ah, good luck. He's a big listener. Um, he actually used to cop a lot of shit at school because... When he had his birthday, Josh Moyle had his birthday the day before. Right. And for one day, Josh Moyle would be, in fact, two years older than him. Ah, uh, okay. So. Real mature. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Johnny Giannini. Yep. Great good. man uh, and big fan of the show. Yep. So uh, he, he slid into the DMs and just said, you know, that we're doing a great job, really funny, all that kind of stuff. And He's uh, a big fan of the top five. He loves it. So And he's just a ripping bloke. So shout out to, to Big Johnny. Um. Anyone else there, D-Mac? Oh, we did have a, a, a big uh, slide in from Ben Ferruto. Yes. Did you see that? Slid into the DMs with one of the greatest uh, slides I've ever seen. It was just, he went through, um, he actually had his own similar to the Penguin Flipper um, story, which, which he used to use back at... That was uh, your story though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had a he had different versions of it, uh, which he used. So I don't want to give anything away because I'd, I'd steal his material. But um, him and uh, and Raf um, used to use a bit of that stuff. Great stuff. So uh, huge shout out. Um, Maybe to Daniel Benny. Daniel Turk. Daniel Turk. Yes, he slid into the DMs as well. About a myth. Uh, he had a myth. Yes, uh, it was that turning the light on in your car is illegal so <laughs> i'm not sure if this happened to everyone i think this did happen to everyone else that um when you would turn the light on as a kid in the car your parents would just go off and go turn it off you know right, yeah. the cops will pull us over yeah. um so i think yeah that was just a myth it's not actually illegal yeah so, don't know why jackie had one that if you put your finger in your belly button when an ambulance goes past <laughs> It gives good luck to the person in the ambulance. Is that right? She still does that to this day, does she? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. Yeah, Jesus. Um, so shout out to Daniel uh, T- Kwiatkowski, a good friend of the show. And shout out to Loverboy, um, the nightclub we mentioned earlier. They'll be opening up again on Hindley Street very soon. So good luck to them. Um, we'll be there. So there we go. Bring an end to the show. So thank you very much for joining me, Waterfall. Thanks, Hoops. Enjoy the day. You Catch you later. Bye.